Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox one two three sixty. A new day is dawning for DX. And now your hosts, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox one two three sixty, everyone. All right. I'm used to my mic being up a little louder in my ear, but we'll keep on going with this. Um, yeah. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Out there listening, out there watching. Thanks for coming back today, Steve. Steve Absolutely. Kaufman back in the house. I come back. It's fun. Denise <laughs> always in the house. Yay. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on. Obviously, we're heading into WrestleMania and, uh, uh, you know, tons going on. And um, I know right before I came here, I, I uh, sent my son back to the airport. He came oh. here for four days visiting. That's awesome. It was a huge deal for me. Yeah. How was that? What'd you guys do? Uh, yesterday we went, well, here's how stupid I am when it comes to certain things about mm-hmm. this town. I thought it was a good idea. Um, what was it when he got in? Friday? Was it Friday? Anyways, I thought it was a good idea to go down Hollywood Boulevard and didn't realize they had everything blocked off for the Oscars. Oh, wow. This, oh, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, what a nightmare. That is... Plus, on a Friday, was it during rush hour or during like the early day? Yeah, well, I mean, I got out there. Mm-hmm. Before, I mean, I don't mess around with rush hour, but still, like middle of the day, and well, and it was just like, oh god, the first this is the first the first day they get here, and then you know, I take them on this harebrained uh, lack then, of planning uh, trip to Hollywood Boulevard. And yeah. in typical LA fashion, <laughs> if you shut down one light, you'll notice on all the other lights. Oh, so when they shut down Hollywood and Highland yeah. for that whole week, pretty yeah. much. So, uh, so yesterday. We went, we went to Santa Monica Pier and then, you know, over to Venice and yeah. Venice Beach did all the boardwalk and they had just a great, they had a great time. They're, yeah, they came from Minnesota. It's freezing, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah. yeah, it was great. Jesse and, uh, and my, my kids, Jesse and Caitlin are going to be at, at Hall of Fame too. So great. Nice. yeah, life is great. And my relationship with my children. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. Oh. Yeah. Hey, before we get into the news mm-hmm. and all that, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, my Twitter feed gets kind of, you know, there's some pretty cool things on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I random tweets of mine pick up traction and, you know, uh, so like get you know, every now and again, I think I'm going to start reading some, you know, talking yeah. about some of them and, uh, and oh shit, like where should I start? Oh yeah. We're- yeah. Um, I was sitting at home just kind of like laughing my ass off about a few things um, concerning the Nate, Nature Boy Ric Flair 70th birthday party. And I was like, you know, gee, I wonder why they didn't invite me. <laughs> and then, you know, so I had to post this one of uh, of me with the with the big nose and the blonde wig and, uh, you know, from the Horseman parody. 
I know this might be a silly question. Did you did you ever see that? I did see that. I was actually going to ask you how you produce so much water for the tears. Okay. <laughs> there was this guy named Andre, and uh, he was like a costume and makeup guy, like FX, SFX or something like that. I can't remember the name of his company. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I'm screwing that part up. But he's out of Atlanta. Incredibly talented. Anyways. Long story short, there was like this tube running, like there was like a, a little reservoir with water, like I could squirt. Oh wow! Yeah, and then the water would come, and there was a there was a tube that was going down my arm, and like it split off into two: one that would go to my thumb, and mm-hmm. then one on my my index finger. So I would just go like this, and you know, put my hand above my you know mm-hmm. head like this, and then the water would just squirt down on each side. That's when I would cool. squirt, that is yeah. really cool. Yeah, you had a whole contraption on there, and you can't even tell. <laughs> so amazingly, you know, I mean, every time I wonder how come I'm not included on Ric Flair's, uh, you know, festivities, I always have to, you know, yeah. reference that. Whose idea was it to do the actual parody, though? Mm. I, I'm pretty sure it was mainly Terry Taylor's idea, mm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. And uh, it was something I thought was kind of silly, yeah. you know, and then we did it, and I thought it was great after the fact. You know, um, I thought every parody, uh, like, skit segment ever done after that was copying off of that. And, That's fair. And honestly, like, you know, the the famous other uh, parodies I may or may not have been involved in, I like I was like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> like, every single one of them. Yeah. You know, like, it's always it was always, to me, I... A copy off of, you know, something we did in WCW. Um, I do a show. I do a show with Eric Bischoff where he mentioned he ultimately regretted this this parody because because Arm like Arm was upset and like a couple people that ultimately looking back he was like oh, I don't I don't know if I should have done it and I don't eh, think that I disagree. I what I did what 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 I what I think should have been re, yeah. what I think is regretful is the Horsemen not getting their comeuppance. Yes. They never did that because that thing was incredibly effective. Okay, that's that parody thing we did. I mean, people wanted to kill us in the Carolinas and and <laughs> all that. You know, horseman country. They hated our guts. So it yeah. was. It was. I mean, they changed the whole main event for uh, for war games mm-hmm. to you know to NWO versus Horsemen, and that's when Kurt Henning came in and we slammed the door on on Ric Flair's oh, yeah. head. Right? Yeah. Like that should have been at least the start of them finally getting their paybacks on us, and really they never got shit back on us. Mm-hmm. That was the whole problem with that. Well, because you hurt feelings aside, because I mean, get over it. Like honestly, but I think for the business, I think he, Eric knew you were never going to dismantle the NWO at that time. You didn't have to. I know you didn't have to dismantle us to give mm-hmm. them a win because we had already done. We'd already given them a win, mm-hmm. and and uh, at Slamboree with with Scott, Kevin, and I versus Kevin Green, yeah. Flair, and uh, Piper. So it's not like we can't give them their win and still keep our heat. Fair. So after the parody was done and you went backstage, were you expecting any like? Was the reaction different from what you originally thought you were going to get? I mean, get? they were no, because I didn't even know what the reaction was going to be, and honestly, we didn't really think or care at the time. We were just trying to do something good. Like, okay, because when you're given something like that to do, like if it's not funny, oh my God. <laughs> when you're like doing something that's supposed to be funny, like especially in wrestling, and it falls short, mm. 
It is the worst shit ever. So, um, you know, we were just concerned with making this thing entertaining. Yeah. You know, and it was. And, and it, it worked. Yeah. And it also must, as a wrestler, you're trained to make things entertaining in the ring. But for, to be given a sketch or a skit that isn't primarily a wrestling no match. No one wrote which is that. Your, yeah, that's like, all our verb. No, there's no one going, here's some lines for oh, you. Fair, but I'm saying that that's... It's not a match in the yeah, ring. Like right. you're, you're professionals trained to do a yeah. match in the ring. Yeah. So to do anything outside of that and then for it to fall short right. probably hurts a little more. Really, man. If we just done a match, that's where. Yep. <laughs> like it, so. the last thing you want to do is feel bad for branching out. Yeah. And you had another t- <clears throat> uh, tweet that you put out again surrounding Ric Flair. Do you want to talk about that one? Well, I, I came across this picture and I just <laughs> like, oh, this picture reminds me of, you know, the first time I got fired in WCW. <laughs> Because <laughs> people only think of, you know, oh, you got fired by FedEx and, you know, while yeah. they were sitting at home and that whole thing, you know, and I, forward, I forwarded that narrative and, you know, I mean, uh, Eric has his version and um, <laughs> most of our versions are kind of, are pretty, like, him and I, Eric and, and my version are pretty similar. Yeah, definitely in the same ballpark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, um, all right. Just to give a little backstory on this, uh, this tweet is, you know, Eric fired and rehired me the same night for pulling Rick's trunks down and showing his ass on TV. I was already on the shit list for using profanity picked up live on Nitro a few weeks earlier. So uh, a few weeks earlier, Scott and I wrestled. uh, We had a match on Nitro live with Harlem Heat. And it was from, uh, what do they call it, Amway Arena now in Orlando? Yes. Well, it was Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I have zero excuses for this. It was really stupid. And uh, uh, I was just like out of my mind sometimes out there. Uh, I, was, I spin kicked Booker, took his head off with a spin kick, looked over at, I mean, I was, about two feet from him anyways, and cr- started crotch-chopping Stevie Ray on the outside of the ring and said, suck my D, mother effer! <laughs> <laughs> so loud, like, everyone in the building heard it. Yeah. And obviously, like, they missed a million shots every Nitro. And of all the shots to not miss, that's the <laughs> one they didn't miss. So, yeah, um, I got back from the ring, and it was a good match. I got back from the ring, and... Eric was like, good match. And he had this look on his face. And he said, he said the word, suck my mother upper. <laughs> and I went, oh, because I'd forgot like, that <laughs> happened. And then I kind of gave him some bullshit excuse. Like, oh, I was caught up in the moment. No excuse. Zero excuse. And uh, um, and Eric took heat from for that, mm-hmm. from his uh, higher-ups. So... <clears throat> Anyways, like the next week, they had this talent meeting that everyone was supposed to show up early for, and you know, um, it was it was all like mainly, you know, the meeting. The subject matter was around my, <laughs> you know, that's the my worst. colorful language. Well, you know, it's about you. <laughs> and the best part of that whole thing is, I even showed up late to the meeting. I missed the meeting. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So then, you know, uh, fast forward to a couple weeks later, I pull Rick's pants down. Like, it wasn't even a big deal. Honestly, Ric Flair's ass has been shown a million times. Mm -hmm. But it was just a 
you know, a moment and, and Eric was already, you know, already got a lot of shit about, you know, from standard practices. So it was just a moment. I got back. I had, didn't even think twice about pulling him down like that. Uh, I got back and Eric said, uh, you're in breach of contract. And I was like, I kind of was like, huh? He goes, in breach of contract. And then he explained to me the, you know, the whole thing with pulling, you know, pulling, showing Rick's ass. And, you know, I got pretty mad and upset about it. And, and honestly, like, I think at the time, like, like I deflected some of that on Rick. Like I got mad at Rick about it. Like it was Rick fault yeah. somehow that I mind you you know I'm sure he left his trunks undone just for the occasion but still <laughs> to blame Rick Blair for me pulling his pants down come on did you have any heat from Flair himself from for that or no no, no, no heat from that no mm. more I mean I mean there was already tension there big time between Rick and I you mm. know uh for a couple of reasons and I've been pretty disrespectful to him you know uh in my quest for you know, uh, you know, taking what I felt like I, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, if you wait for somebody higher up than you on a card to go, oh, okay, we're ready to bring you up here, and it ain't ever gonna fucking happen. Mm-hmm. So I had to go out there and right or wrong, my tactics, the things I did, disrespectful, sometimes very much so. Like I did what I felt like I had to do. It was that. That's like dog eat dog shit. We're talking not dog shit, but dog no, eat no, dog. That- you know, like this is a really tough business. Much tougher back then. And professional you know? and personal always. There's yeah. always a there's always a thin line in something like that where the, where it's very competitive. That personally, I'm sure he may not like. You guys probably had no actual problems, but professional bled so closely. Oh yeah, and I just called him out on some things. Like I made, and you know, other guys in the dressing room stirred me up. Mm. You know, that had heat with him. That he that didn't like Rick, so they were like in my ear. And, you know, getting a big kick out of it. So, yeah. You know, and I was more than happy to, you know, entertain everybody. So how long between you got fired and then rehired? What was that time period of you being fired oh. and then being rehired? <clears throat> well, <laughs> funny thing about that is, is I was supposed to have a match like 20 minutes later with, with DDP and and put him over. So immediately Dallas goes to Eric and goes, "Oh, but he's supposed to put me over on TV." <laughs> Boom, rehired immediately. Wait, so it wasn't even that long? <laughs> 10 minutes. You were fired for 10 minutes. Yeah. You were fired from WCW for yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, and Eric went, "Uh, uh I'll I'll find you $5,000 and then just give it back to you on the back end somehow." Wow. And I got fined 5,000. I don't know if I ever got it back on the fucking back end though, Eric. <laughs> the back end's pretty hard to prove. Yeah. <laughs> like, good look. That is fascinating. Yeah. So, the first, and that was the first time you were fired from WCW. Like, technically, yes, you know, I you mean, were, it makes a good story for me. No, the, the boss man said, if you're in breach of contract, I'm firing you. Yeah, that's, a, that, you that's were, fired. Yeah, you were fired. Yeah. Whether that was 30 seconds or 30 years, exactly. that's, that's fired. Yeah. It's like if you get put in handcuffs, you are under arrest. Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's really, that's a really good story. Yeah, not bad. That's why I thought I'd share it. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's on brand with Ric Flair's 70th yeah. birthday. Yeah, so um, you had one more tweet you actually okay. wanted to talk about. Well, yeah, because it was it was from like somebody I can't remember who's like uh, Jeff. What do you call him? Jeff? 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 I don't know. There's a debate. Yeah. Uh, well, it's of me, you know, in my ten thousand dollar challenge match, my re- yeah. rematch with with Razor. Uh, it's like I take a choke slam. Yeah. 
And it's a, it's a, yeah. And Oof. see the, see, watch the ring. The ring won't give it all. <laughs> I, that was the first time I was knocked out in that match. The oh, second time is when I fell on my face from the top rope to the floor. That. <sighs> yeah. So it's like, it, my, 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 um, quote of this was like, just, you know, look how, you know, um, look how unforgiving the ring was. Yeah. Unforgiving the ring is. And, oh my God. Did I get some responses from that? Well, cause, um, even Josh Barnett was like, <laughs> God damn, Sean, that's insane. Because the parlance wasn't the ring was that hard until Vince McMahon started working it. Yeah. And then it suddenly magically wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so <clears throat> that goes, sorry, I got, my yeah. throat's a little froggy. Um, that goes to, okay, after when I was fired the second time <laughs> and, you know, JR was negotiate, doing the negotiating, uh, like the big selling point because I got like, they lowballed me on my on the downside, mm. you know, and they 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 counted on the fact that I didn't really want to go back mm. to WCW. Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, but I still always had it in the back of my mind, mm. you know, because I did get pissed when they when they lowballed me and put it in public. What like, do you mean by put it in like like let the let the info s- slip leak oh. it to the somebody to yeah. the wrestling press. So that it was leaked that what your downside was and what how the it was, offer was and, and how it's it was like, lower than probably market value or what you were worth. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so trust me, that that lowballing me on the downside, they paid dearly <laughs> for that. So because I still made way fucking more, and I hit him with like. No more than 15 days a month because it was 180 days, but they could run you 30 fucking days a month until yeah. you're 180 are up mm. and run you into the ground. And I'm like, no, 15 days a month. You get half. My family gets half. And then uh, and also, you know, I, you know, got good travel uh, package in my uh, in my That's deal. Good. And, you know, and I shared this information with my friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the same friends who read about your low downside in the dirt sheets. Well, you know, some you gotta, of them are in DX with me, and yeah, well, you got to give them the whole story. Sure, but yeah, no. Uh, so, <clears throat> anyways, one of the big selling points Jim hit me with was we're getting new rings because I, I mean, I was one of the guys that was going out there and killing myself in these fucking rings. You know, not everyone else worked that style. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was a huge selling point for me. Huge. And apparently Jim Cornette has something to do with it. And uh, Mark, you got that from Jim? Jim quote tweeted it. No? No, sorry. Yeah, it's there. I'm, I'm finding it. Keep, keep going. So, uh, yeah. No, Jim, apparently that was all Jim Cornette's idea. To and make like the he, softer? Yeah, and I think he was even uh, maybe commissioned with... You know, getting a, a new design done and mm. and all of that. So, would you say that was one of the worst rings you'd ever been in, or was there like worse? Mexico, still worse than okay. yeah, Tijuana, Mexico. Up until like a few years ago, had the, the like they were boxing rings. It, it was harder than like I I don't know. Like I mean, you would think that the okay, like cement's about as hard as you can get, right? Mm-hmm. But the fucking concrete somehow felt better. <laughs> I don't know why, you know. Um, well, it's it's um, more. It's still a ring, so it's probably more inviting. Whereas concrete, you know, not to just take a flat yeah, back. Bump and it's up. just like, it's it's uh, it's. Now I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but like not having a safe stage for your performers in 
any form of entertainment is bullshit. Like, if you're putting money in your pocket and you're making a profit every week or every month on your shows and you're having your guys work in a piece of shit ring, that's like a f- fucking billiard table to bump on. Whew. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. And a lot of the guys, they don't have the, uh, they don't have the, um, you know, the clout or the, or, you know, whatever behind, you know. Nobody wants to be the like, one to have to say no it. No one wants a bitch, especially in Mexico. Yeah. They've conditioned everybody that, like, you can't complain about anything. It's so fucking sad. I've got the Jim Cornette quote here. Uh, he says, I was fed up with those concrete Hogan-era rings. In 98, I told VKM they sucked. I found out Old Southern Suspension Ring on a spot show in, in Mass. Had the guy bring it and set it up in the studio, and they built new ones off of it. Uh, Kevin Dunn screwed up the noise muffling it with blankets. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That pissed me off so bad. Because for a while there, we go out there, and the sound is a big part of everything. Yeah. And, like, we were bumping on this fucking ring, and it felt better, but you couldn't hear a goddamn thing. And it totally affected the energy in the whole crowd, in the whole building. Um, it's just like, you know, if you're, like, just keep, if, you, if you're not a wrestler, and you're not wrestling, and, like, kind of maybe keep your fucking mitts out of the, uh, uh, anyways. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going off rants no, that's here. Like, no, we're still on the ring. This is, this yeah. is good stuff. Yeah, I don't want to because I don't. Anyways, that's I don't want to. It's easy to go up on a tangent, and other pe- and some people get included in your tangent. That that's fair. You don't want included in there. <laughs> I um, my experience when I was probably sixteen, seventeen, NWA Jersey out of Wildwood, New Jersey. Yeah. I would. I was just a kid who bought a ticket who was so insistent to help that they let me. They paid me twenty bucks to set up the ring, and that was when I first learned specifically yeah. the sound of the ring is you put. You make essentially pillars, and then you put um, just f- boards over the pillars, and then foam over the boards. But there's you to, different ways. There's, there's like, different that was the way rings, they had it. Yeah, that was the way his ring had it. And the, but those boards are not only do they act as a solid base over the mm-hmm. joists, if you will, but they actually you place them in a way that they'll make the they'll make the sound. Yeah. And then the this this promotion actually put a microphone under the ring so that the sound would go through the whole arena. Yeah, yeah, and they did that in WCW as well. That's a very like, and that was like the first ring I'd ever set up in my life. I watched them do that, so it was really important to me. It's important for me for a TV TV wrestling show that you can hear the ring Mm -hmm. properly, and you even more like just as important hear the crowd. Yep, hear the crowd response. Because I, I mean, there's times when I've been, I've been in the venue when the when the thing was taped and the place was going off and then you watch it and you don't it the, the energy doesn't translate you know mm-hmm. so i mean it's those things are just huge deals huge so all right enough about all that <laughs> all right want to hop into raw so yeah. one of the first things we want to talk about since we were earlier talking about rick flair we'll go ahead and start off with the celebration of his big 70th birthday celebration on raw and a lot of stuff happened out of that. We had some people come in, sting us wow. But the big one was Batista, who came out and attacked Ric Flair in his dressing room. He never made it out. And it looks like we're maybe going to be getting Batista Triple H WrestleMania. What are we thinking? Very nice way of doing it. Yeah. And very good way of, like, really smart way of using Dave. Definitely. Yes. So we're not, we're using him in a huge spot. And people who want to cheer him 
There's no reason why they can't. Uh, but we are not pigeonholing him into, okay, if he's not cheered, oh, my God. You remember what happened like well, with the, the whole Daniel Bryan? Yeah, and that's not his fucking no, fault. No, not even a little. And I felt really bad for for Dave with, with that. Like that was a fucked up spot to be in. Um, but now this is really smart because he's a huge value. And if you don't try to tell people who they're supposed to cheer for, it will usually work out okay in something like this. Like it's a big. Like that was a big deal. Yeah. And also Triple H on TV isn't just a white meat baby face That's by right. any stretch. Two weeks ago he was tell he was tr- telling Becky Lynch she's not gonna get to go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. he's been a heel on TV fairly recently. Yeah. That you can you can pick your own adventure with this yes. one. Triple H is a human being. Yes. That's his character. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And like and this was also very subtle because I believe it was Raw One Thousand or the last time Batista was on TV, mm-hmm. he said Triple H has beaten everyone in Evolution except for me. That was the SmackDown. SmackDown, sorry. Hey, is that when he was kind of lit? I think so. He had a few to drink before that thing, right? That's what it sounded yes. like. Yeah, holy shit. Because they gave him a live microphone with yeah. no intention of him, re- like, seemed like no intention of actually building toward any matches with him. Oh, he just started just going <laughs> into business. <laughs> I have a live microphone. Yeah. <laughs> it's wrestling. <laughs> but th- that was... I don't know. It was clear they laid that out there, and I guarantee you the next package we're going to see about this is going to include that. Yeah. But it's- All right. So I didn't I didn't read anything, and I didn't look around to see if they did anything off air as far as the party. I don't think so. The only stuff that they had that wasn't obviously in the ring what was what we saw in Raw with the little videos and the little red carpet they had set up. That was pretty much all there, I saw. There was one thing that happened. They had Somebody had to go through the cake, right? They had Jinder Mahal come out okay, with the, with his boys and get finishers and put through the cake and all of that stuff. Good, good. That, that's wrestling. You can't yes. you can't set up a table and not some, put someone through it. You can't have a cake in a segment without also getting someone's face through the cake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'm happy that happened. Also, I'm happy that you have Ricky Ricky Steamboat, the entire main ro- the entire roster on the stage, and Sting and Shawn Michaels all in the ring for a Ric Flair birthday party. Ric Flair doesn't show up to. You have to do something like you have to yeah. you set a table for that live crowd. You have to do something. No, and it's also perfect timing for Batista because obviously WrestleMania start of April, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to come out the end of April. So perfect timing yeah. for all of that. And yeah. I kind of hope that the way that they do this whole uh, Triple H Batista thing is kind of like see it more as a serious thing where Batista could be really be like, you know what, you haven't called me back for this. You didn't. Yeah, do it's this. a serious. It's you like know? a personal exactly. beef. Like okay, like there's no like total good guy, total bad. Like imagine that. It's kind of like in real life. Mm, like, nice. have you ever, if somebody tells you, okay, um, uh, you know, this, this, this relationship, so-and-so is a hundred percent the bad guy and this person's a hundred percent the good. Mm. It's never like it's, that. Like maybe once in a great while, but you know, generally speaking, no fucking way. No yeah. way. It's always shades of gray in relationships. My relationships were like. You know, like no matter what, like I was at least responsible for some fucked up shit. Yeah. You know, some more than others, depending on the relationship. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, no. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like this type of thing and it's, and it lets people do their own thinking, mm. you know, not the, like maybe some people want to have the thinking done for them. I don't know. Like, okay, choo, choo, you know, boo this person cheer this person it's all mm-hmm. nice and simple and everything's laid out but 
You know, I like shit like this. Yeah, we were talking about that because this it's kind of reminds me of shades of like, you know, we had the whole Johnny Impact, Austin Aries, uh -huh. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenny Omega. They all kind of had, or Kenny and Jericho, they all kind of had that little uh, serious, uh, like, you know, outside yeah. of just what you're seeing on TV, you know, a little bit extra. So I feel like this is what that's aiming at. And I think that's what, you know, the people want to see. Yeah. Or they're at least be interested in. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm gonna save you from the comments, Denise. You meant Avengers. You said you said Guardians. Oh, did, I, did I say Avengers? No, Sorry. No, you said Guardians of the Galaxy three, which is on oh, hold yes, for a bunch you. of reasons. Sorry. Um, Dave Batista is a part of the MCU, so he may be involved in Avengers Endgame. Thank you for correcting no me. No, I'm, I'm, so, not... I'm saving you from the comments. <laughs> no worries. I just know I get dragged to see the movies. <laughs> no. I still like them though. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, moving on, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the start of Monday Night Raw, which was actually the, I guess you can say the most. I guess you can say most lovely moment, I guess. If that's, I don't know if that's the right word to this use. Is... But it was a great moment. Roman Reigns opened up Monday Night Raw to announce his um, status with the battle, his battle of leukemia. Yeah. And thankfully, to ev thankfully for everyone, including obviously Roman, and for everybody that was hoping for good wishes for him, he announced that his leukemia is now in remission. Yeah. And... I mean, his face said it all. I didn't see the segment live, mm. so I already knew it was good news by reading my Twitter feed. And so when the first time, the first chance I got, like I, you know, when I got home and hit the DVR and I watched it and it still hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Like even though I knew what the news was, like I still went through all kinds of like, I cried like a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You know, I know that guy. I was one of the guys that like... You know, early in, in his FC, I was the, one of the guys that went, he's your guy. And, yeah. you know, I got a lot of heat for that <laughs> over the years at different times. But, uh, um, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, he's so loved by the rest of that crew. Uh, he is that. He is the leader of that locker room. Uh, and he does a damn good job of it, too, mm. uh, when he's around. Um, and... Uh, and damn, that it just felt so good, right? Yeah. And and look, you know, there were some criticisms concerning just announcing that he had an announcement, and I couldn't disagree more with the criticisms. Uh, I, and I like Shane Helms, you know, he pushed back on some of that, and you know, I don't want to get all up into that, but yeah. like I agreed a hundred percent with Shane on that, and it turns out he was right in my opinion. Well, and also, I just wanted to say like. For all those people out there going, oh, he like, oh, he's just, he's still has his hair. He doesn't need it's just bullshit. Fuck off. Like, go fuck yourself. My favorite meme of Tuesday morning was the Toy Story meme, where it was oncologists, oncologists everywhere. It's like he didn't say what stage leukemia he had. He didn't say what like we knew. All we knew is that he had leukemia and he had to step away at a time when he left the title in the ring, and you knew he wouldn't have done that if it were an angle of any type. But no, he had leukemia. It's in remission. He's back. Maybe, you know, maybe if, if we're real. And look, I am and I have been at times uh, a buyer into all kinds of fucking conspiracy theories mm -hmm. at different times in my life. This has got to be the dumbest fucking one I've ever heard in my entire life. And also there's. I should. Dave Meltzer retweeted. There was a giant thread of leukemia. A leukemia foundation tweeted very specifically yes. why, like, very they specifically. Explained yes, it. because that was a question I had. Without the tinfoil hattiness, I had a question of 
this doesn't fit what I think of cancer. I should research. Yeah, because it doesn't always. You don't yeah. lose your hair every time. And like, it turns I know and plenty of people. He didn't, that and he also didn't say he was. He had to do chemo because you you don't, you may lose your hair during chemo, and he didn't even say what treatment he was seeking. And probably, I probably didn't even do chemo. For yes, that. so it's. I don't like, know. I mean, you know, like these are blood. Yeah, you know, these are uh, bloodborne blood. cancer. Yeah. yeah, so you, chemo may not be the best route. We don't know anything about his status. He, we're very fortunate he told us at all. Because he lived his whole life, presumably his whole adult life, without telling us. Yeah. So this was something he kind of had to tell so, us. And, and like, you know, like I'm going to go fuck yourself, fuck off. Like, like, you know, yeah. that's just me being, you know, like, uh, you know, the, I don't know, bellicose or whatever. No, like, I'm just kind of, you know. But like, it's there's a like. But like, come on, you got like in all seriousness, like take away all the you know fuck off and all that. But come on, like can we? The logical and the Just emotional stop. response. The emotional yes. response is like, F you, how dare you say that? The logical response is, hey, I don't think you understand leukemia. And That's it's fine. just like, can we, like, these folks? Yeah. I honestly think that this type of person, their default mm. mindset is to look for something fucked up like that with everything in life, I think. Like WWE didn't do themselves any favors by announcing he's going to make an announcement, and then the second the promo's over, they're sending out blasts where you can buy a shirt specifically. Like plus the Baron Corbin, interview. yeah, like and the Baron Corbin. Like they didn't do themselves some favors with these folks by immediately merchandising the announcement, but so they what? did. They did. They did, and they're allowed to do that exactly. And also on the same the same coin. That shirt is awesome. Yes, and, and also, <laughs> it's really hey, cool. Hey, and and so to, for the people going, uh, this is a ratings ploy. Every fucking thing on the show is a ratings ploy. <laughs> the idea is to get ratings. I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah it's a ratings. That's ploy. why they announced he'd be there. Because they want you to tune into the opening segment because you know he'd be there and likely make mm-hmm. this announcement. Yes, <laughs> and you want the most people. Possible hearing such a great announcement. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Do we want to add anything else? It's looking. Um, he did have a segment later on afterwards where him and Seth came out to save Dean Ambrose from an attack against from Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Elias. So it's looking like maybe. Who knows? Maybe they might do like a six-man sort of thing at WrestleMania. I don't maybe. know. At, at maybe at Fastlane because Seth. Fastlane, yeah. excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Seth Scott uh, Brock at Mania. So. And then. Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose didn't do the the stage business, and I'm hearing reports that that was Dean's choice. I I have no idea. It's interesting. I would I would like them to do a Shield reunion, but with this current Dean Ambrose character, that's kind of f everyone, but that he still turns up with his brothers when his brothers Mm -hmm. need him. We don't have a whole lot of time to tell that story though. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get told. Moving on, let's talk about Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch also appeared on Raw. She attacked Ronda. However, this time security was quick to arrive, but they could not stop Ronda. So then the police department also came. They got they got Becky. They arrested her. Becky was arrested. She was taken out. Ronda left her ring, her, excuse me, she left her bell in the ring after she asked Stephanie McMahon to add Becky Lynch to the match. And Stephanie said, no, your match at WrestleMania is again Charlotte. So then she got mad, left the belt there, and left. So that was another thing that also happened on Raw. Yeah. This should have been fire for Ronda Rousey, and it was not. It wasn't. It was. It was. You know, it. 
not everything we knew was going to go like get us on. You know, we're not going to hit a triple double or whatever. Fucking get on. Yeah, you're not going to get you on know, base every time. Well, I don't know my baseball no, analogies. Okay. You're, you're not going to get on base every time. If you yeah. get on base more than half the time, you are better than every batter ever. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that one. You know. Uh, I would I would have liked that thing to gone a little bit better. <laughs> I think all. my I've and I've been hearing this uh, I've heard this criticism before and I kind of agree with it which is Ronda's not Ronda Rousey is not best when she's scripted and she felt yeah. scripted here. Versus yeah, like it, felt, it looked it too. Like it looked like she was remembering all of the words verbatim that yeah. she had to recite versus yeah. these are the bullet points this is what this is what we want you to get yeah. across and we'd rather it look genuine in your face. Then look and like you're trying you know, to recite a paragraph. Obviously, they're going somewhere with this, but it was kind of like you're just dropping the belt on the ground and walking out. Like, but there, but there's a way where that's there's a way oh, where I that's where super that powerful. Yeah. It didn't happen though, right? Because there's a way, and I think less with Ronda, it would be less is more, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Ronda should just say, "Oh, you think it was way too wordy," and she kind of, yeah. and in the process, she kind of buried everything that isn't the USC in her career. In a certain, to a certain extent, she kind of buried that I'm I'm the I'm the top draw here. I'm everything, and I'm leaving you. And Becky Lynch, the person we're all supposed to like, is actually a jobber. The views of Steve Kaufman did Sorry. not necessarily <laughs> no, express. Like, I'm just no, kidding. but that's, that's, <laughs> that's how Becky Lynch's promo kind of read off about the WWE, yeah. and like I don't think it was intentional. I, and if you were to ask her, I don't. Or sorry, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey's promo. I, I just think well, it was. Well, Charlotte did obviously mention that the following night on mm-hmm. SmackDown, so that was good to her, basically saying that Ronda essentially disgraced the bout, that sort of thing. Yeah. So that also worked in her favor. But my issue thing, my thing that I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, was during Raw, was when Stephanie said, no, your match is against Charlotte. And the crowd just booed. Mm-hmm. I was like, guys. Please do not count out all the incredible stuff Charlotte has done. I get it. This Becky came out and she's shown above Charlotte, but I do think that Charlotte should yeah, but also the booze get are booze. some. They're yeah. like they're good. They're, yeah, they're, they're working. Yeah, bills. but I still felt I still felt like poor Charlotte. You know, like she no, deserves that spot too. You know, um, kind of. I don't. I yes, Charlotte deserves to be highlighted as one of the best women wrestlers in this WrestleMania season. No one deserves a spot, though. No one's yes. entitled to shit. But that's what I mean. As of this, as of this moment, she is as worthy of I, that spot I as agree. Becky or Ronda. I agree with but that. I. Personally, I think Ronda... But the thing is, is like, the, the, and because no one necessarily is entitled to that, now, you know, that's why Becky has figured into this. When, like, that was not the plan under any circumstances. As far as, as, far as, I'm, as, far as I'm aware, that wasn't the plan in November. No. When Becky was, so. like, when Becky had, like, established that she was the hottest thing, mm-hmm. like, the hottest thing going. So there... Yeah. I mean, is this what it takes to get a, get us to come around? And, and you know, okay. So, anyways, you know, that wasn't the greatest segment, but it's gonna, it'll be fine. Like they they'll they'll uh, they'll deliver in the ring, and and they still have plenty of weeks to go uh, to you know mm-hmm. make up for that. Um, if, I, if there's anything to make up, I, I mean, I don't necessarily get put anything back. It just it didn't like it didn't advance us. Yeah. A story I'm hoping that they're gonna tell instead of just leaving stagnant is the idea that Vince McMahon, as CEO, can come in and just make all these changes he's making, and that Shane and Stephanie are gonna sit idly by. Like I want that story to come to head sooner than later. That they're gonna have to they're gonna have to check try to check him in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time for a break. Okay. All right. 
Denise says it's time for a break, so we're going to take <laughs> a break. Right. We'll be right back right here on X-Pac 1, 2, 3, 60. All right, we're back. We had to take a little break. Let the... Pin, pin I don't know, I was going to say let the station make a little money, but this isn't the station. I mean... <laughs> we're That's right. what they used to say on TV, right? We're on, on a radio. lot of platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're we'll be back in we're gonna two and two. We're going we're gonna to take a break, pay the bills. Yeah. Someone's paying bills. It's yeah. going down. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the Honky Tonk Man. He is joining this year's Hall of Fame class. The Honky Tonk Man is the largest, sorry, the longest running intercontinental champion holding the bout for 454 days. His character and charisma made his made him a standout and an unforgettable talent as well. And he joins DX for this year's Hall of Fame class. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so they 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 offered Hawk, they asked Hockey Tonk about inducting him several years back, mm. and uh, and you know he he tells a story on a couple different you yeah. know shows Podcasts or podcast whatever yeah whatever you can find you know and uh, and so I didn't know if they'd ever really you know they're funny like that like oh yeah all right yeah. well we'll see you know. I, I think I can speak for a lot of folks that may may not follow the Hall of Fame as closely as others. That I was shocked to hear he was not already in the Hall of Fame. That's how I you felt just thought, too. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, been, I just thought that that happened yeah. one of those years I wasn't paying close attention. Because like, oh. it's you know it's like a given, right? It's like come on, Honky Tonk Man. He was such that, a huge, huge part of that particular era. Absolutely, in wrestling, and and you know. I wasn't a big fan of that style. Like I was more the Bret Hart fan, mm-hmm. right? And and, the, and those type of guys, you the, know, the technical stuff. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a bigger fan of the technical, yeah. the technical wrestling. Style. I was a wrestler. I was yeah. just coming up, and I was like fancy myself a wrestler. Uh, but God, uh, Hongi was excellent. He was excellent in there. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't the guy that was going to go out there and kill himself in the ring, but like. You know, he knew what to do. He had great heat. He, had, he was a great character. Um, you know, jeez. Uh, and, and then, you know, like his presence mm-hmm. uh, in, the, you know, the, the peripherals of the industry, like, you know, um, over the past several years, like yeah. he's been pretty entertaining and colorful and, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, he amuses me a lot, and I'm I'm a fan of Honky Tonk Man, and I really uh, I, congratulations on the Honky Tonk Man on being a mm. 2019 WWE yeah. Hall of Famer. All right. I always <laughs> it's it, the comparison might be apples and oranges, but I always compared his run as Intercontinental Champion Intercontinental Champion to the Miz's most recent Intercontinental Champion run in the sense that you can be a beatable heel, but then just not lose the belt. Yes. Like that's Honky Tonk Man epitomized that to me. That it's would like, be the kind of heel that you know, the ideal heel. Yes, that yeah. because then them losing doesn't actually doesn't actually kill them because mm-hmm. their character is what's over, not not their in ring, yes, not their win loss record. Yeah, so yeah, good for him. Four hundred good for everyone because yeah. you know i I can see that uh, I can see that being a pretty entertaining Hall yeah. of Fame. Acceptance speech. And I, I guess WrestleMania is not going to be in a Memphis anytime yeah. soon, is what yeah. they're saying with this. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, that would be weird if two years from now they're in Memphis and they can't induct Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. I got a, I saw a tweet yesterday that 
said that uh, WrestleMania is going to be in uh, Tampa. Yeah. That seems pretty likely at this point. Yeah, wow. My parents that live in Lakeland are very happy about that. And I'm a St. Pete boy. Like, I, I'm a, that's my hometown. Right now. I mean, I got a couple hometowns, actually, well, yeah, right? You have <laughs> a few hometowns, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah but I, grew, I, I was born and raised in St. Pete. So, uh, yeah. I should have sent you some pictures. I was down there last week. Mm. Yeah, I remember what it looks like just fine. <laughs> Anyways. <Yeah. laughs> All right, moving on to our next hot topic. Bruce Pritchard has recently been hired back by the WWE to be a part of the creative team. The last time Bruce was with WWE was back in 2008. Since then, he has worked with Impact, Behind the Scenes, and also with MLW Radio Network, where he did his podcast. So I want to know what you guys' thoughts is on that. Um, uh, they, they just wanted Bruce Pritchard back WWE so he's not doing other things this is just my take yes. I, I, it doesn't come, it just comes from my speculation mm -hmm. you know educated guess on my part uh, because yeah and nothing against Bruce because I'm a big fan of Bruce like and he's brilliant guy yeah. and he's you know uh, but creatively like I don't think they really want or need that you know uh like i like to use this word a lot the antiquated uh creative process mm, but thought you, process he did work in tna he has worked in mlw i don't think his so, but uh, you still think he's i the tna stuff what was anything what was good about that fair i don't i'm ho he didn't and, and i love bruce yeah, no, I, I do i get along bruce great with bruce now but that wasn't a good run for him and the talent didn't like it was didn't get over too well with the boys either mm -hmm. um yeah wasn't I, very nice to some people and I think there, it, also i'm hearing there's something to be said about vince's relationship with everyone on create on the creative side that maybe vince mm -hmm. wants someone he had because vince was very close with bruce that's very well documented that yeah. maybe maybe vince wants that person back and that creative to otherwise stay the same. If only, I don't know. And I'm not saying I like. I just think it's more like, okay. Um, hmm. All right, Conrad. Yeah, I'll, you uh, you want to dabble around with the Undertaker, with the dead man? Um, we'll take that and we'll put him right Oof. over here. I won't take that. that you know, is... you can have an Undertaker and won't take us at Brother Love. That's a lot of spite. If that's the if that's it's not the case, spite, but, no, it's but just like, like it's it's not spite. It's just like okay, let's let's mm. uh, uh, you know, um, there are consequences sometimes for things like mm -hmm. you know business decisions. Not the hey, oh, no, I'm not, and I'm not, and it wasn't definitely wasn't wrong of Conrad to to reach out. Like that's what I would have done too, you know, but like. If you don't think that some some of these things are going to ruffle feathers, come on. Like, Conrad is the nicest guy in all of the insider, like, <laughs> the, 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 business, the like, whole universe of wrestling. Like, I swear to God. Like, I, I think he's one of the nicest guys I, I think I've ever met, period. Mm -hmm. and, and that. And so, and that goodwill goes a long way, you know, and has gotten him, like, you know, like, you know, I see him at every after party at WrestleMania, every, you know, yeah. he's in everywhere. And, you know, so, um, but, mm -hmm. you know, okay, but that was uh, before we started 
Yeah. Undertaker's WWE guy. Oh, one hundred right? like through and through a WWE yeah. guy. And like that's Yes. Um I will say only because I am I am close to this situation. Yeah. I have very little new information other than what everyone else has publicly, other than I spoke with Eric Eric Bischoff on yeah. after 83 weeks, which will be 5 p.m. Pacific today on YouTube.com slash 83 weeks. And we asked him about this specifically, and his answer led me to believe that Conrad was uninformed about this switch until Saturday. Or at least it didn't sink into him on Saturday, but Eric led me to believe that the show is probably over. The show is probably the show as we understand it is probably done, and that Conrad didn't know about it until Saturday. Until Saturday, when the rest of us found out about it, take with that what you may. That may not be the real story, or, but or it might be. That feel that more and more that feels yeah. like the story. Yeah, I obviously have a lot to work out. Once once they figure out what what the future of that show looks like, I then have to have those conversations. And hey, look, I'm making you know I'm I'm ta- oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like spewing all these speculations, and, and it's all just speculating because you know even though I know everybody, I don't get on the phone and go, oh, tell me the scoop. You know, <laughs> like I don't want to be like, and then well, especially and then I come position, on the yeah. show, and then and maybe I heard it from someone else as well, and then I come on the show and say it, and then. My friend goes, "Hey man, what the <laughs> fuck?" You know? But you're, so you're speculating do from your from your position that's yeah. what you think it is. I I don't know. I it'll certainly be interesting. Bruce is a great asset. Yes, I d- definitely anyone. don't mean like that, but I'm just saying as a creative team guy, I just don't see it in in 2019. Well, I wanted I could to, be fucking wrong, though. I wanted to add, since you said about the whole thing of speculations, it's funny because I've been listening to different people's opinions, different people's thoughts, and the ones I'd been hearing was like, oh, maybe Vince wants a yes man, or maybe, oh, you know, they're going maybe like a step backwards and trying to go back to what was good in the past, that sort of thing. So yours was the first one that I heard that was a little bit different, so I thought that was interesting because I originally, I just, I originally also thought that, you know, maybe it's sort of um, interesting that they're going with his approach just mainly because it's been it's it's been somewhat known that he doesn't follow modern product. Yeah. So with having different people on your staff, you know, like they have Sanjay Dutt, they have Abyss, yeah. they have Jeff Jarrett, who recently got hired as well. It's it's a little bit interesting that maybe they didn't go with someone that has more of a modern take on. Well, this. it's also okay, you know, the Bruce Pritchard Bruce Pr- Bruce would be an asset to the competition. Yeah, you know, like AEW, like if they if they have a uh, a really good TV deal, like. Just having Bruce involved, and like I said, like I mean, he's a brilliant guy, you know, and he's also a, a pretty good on-air character too, you know. I say pretty good; he's a really good one. But then that's what you mean by an asset—that he's yes. someone, he's creative, he's a good relationship yes. with Vince McMahon. If you need to throw him on camera yes. and get someone over, he can do that. Yeah. So maybe okay, he's just being brought on as a member of creative is like okay, that's technically the department, but it's more mm-hmm. of like. A man that will maybe wear many hats. Mm-hmm. Also, something else to wrestle with on the WWE Network. They've any Conrad has specifically gone out of his way to say, obviously not recently, that season two is yet to be canceled. Like there was still talk of a season two that that they might see that as a package deal. If you get a creative guy, you get a like a guy who has a good relationship with Vince. You get a guy who you could put on camera, and you also get a property for the network. Mm. Like maybe. they could see that as one big deal. So I'm, I don't, I'm really happy for him taking a gig, and he yes. wouldn't take this gig if he didn't think it would make him happier than he was. Because I think it's pretty. You can see from the outside looking in, he does very well with that podcast. 
Yeah, so if he sure. so if he's taking a job at creative, it's not because it's paying him more than that. Pod, he makes plenty on that podcast. He obviously really, really still has a passion to actually do stuff in the business. Yeah. And when you're, you know, when you don't leave on your own terms, it's kind of like, hey, God damn it. You know? <laughs> yeah. He got a chance. No, he- I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> You know, but he has it. He has a chance. To- and there's just this feeling. And, you know, Bruce is a, like, uh, you know, deep down, like, I mean, all those years he spent there, like he you you are a WWE guy. Like, I mean, he bleeds. it. Mm. So, I mean, I get it. As someone who sees the comments, it's important. You want to be part of the family. As you someone know? Who sees I've, the comments, there. I've been there. Yeah. I've been the guy, you know, most of his commenters claim he's a, a shameless shill for the WWE, even when he didn't work there. So, kind of. Yeah. Like, but that. He's not a sh- it's it's not a shill if that's how you feel. Yeah. He's not a shill if that's how you feel. That exact shill. That's yeah, it's just I don't it, like that. That's not that's the right he, word. Well, it would. That's what the commenters are claiming. When in reality, a shill like, no, is, really a shill is just saying shit that you know is not true. To, like yeah. to me, like to because know. in their mind, that's what they think he's doing. Yeah. When in reality, like no, I think he actually like because and I think it's been relatively reported that he's been a consultant with them since January. So like this this transition may feel sudden from the outside, but if that's true. He's slowly been working his way in for the last couple months. But, yeah. I also, like, wouldn't put it past them to induct Bruce into the Hall of Fame. That would be... I That would be fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see that being an announcement. I could even see it happening this year. That, we'll be there. <laughs> so, all right. Next. All right. Our last point of topic today is on SmackDown during a contract signing between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Vince interrupted and announced that Daniel's new opponent at Fastlane would be Kevin Owens. And ta-da, Kevin Great Owens news. is back. Great <laughs> news. Great news. Anyone that doesn't understand why this is great news, I, I it's because taking him out of this Fastlane match means that Almost assuredly, he's going to mm-hmm. have a title match at WrestleMania. Which and I think wanted. I would much rather see him have a WrestleMania title match than a Fastlane title match. And it's a good sign. That means yes. they're listening to the fans. That's what the fans said yeah. they wanted. Yes. But you can't, I mean, you can't just give it to them. Like, you got to make them feel like, you know, you're trying to take it from them, but they still get it. In. You know, I mean, it's like well, they're yeah. doing with Becky. Mm-hmm. It's that, um, you know. I mean, you got, there's got to be the chase. The, yeah. the, 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 the baby face has to overcome obstacles. So. That's true. I'm, um, I'm only worried about the actual Kevin Owens, um, Daniel Bryan match because Kevin Owens. I think they're trying to play him up as a face, but with Vince McMahon, I don't know what they're trying to do with them. I, I like it, but yeah. it's like okay. With that Vince intro, how right. could he not be a heel? But Daniel Bryan's already a heel. It, that match itself is going to be very interesting because that if neither of us want if neither of us like either competitor like who where are we going to go how are we going to which those those guys as in ring performers are going to put on a banger of a match it's just a matter of what what story are we going to tell between those two with essentially two weeks notice so I'm interested to see them put it together because I you know oh, they, you fine. know you know they will you know yeah, it'll be that'll great. be fine but we're just all yeah very you just curious. say you know you I, you hate to see. You hate to see Kevin Owen uh, be gone for a, you know extended length of time and then just be brought back to like you know be a 
a little buffer in between, you know. To be a bump in Daniel Bryan's yeah, road exactly. on the way to Kofi Kingston. Yeah. or And possibly a bump in Kofi Kingston's road on the way to the title at WrestleMania. So, like, exactly. Um, I think that's kind of... That's kind of a mark of faith in Kevin Owens, though, because I think anyone else, like if they, if let's say some, it was a returning Samoa Joe as an example, or returning Randy Orton, I'd be really, really, really worried. I'd be really worried of like what's next for that person. Where Kevin Owens has been put in positions like this before, where you're yeah. like, oh man, that's that's like unforgiving, and then it turns out you you pair him with Chris Jericho, and it's the greatest thing ever. Like he'll mm-hmm. he'll make he'll make it work. And I think that's a good mark to him that, like, I guarantee you he'll have something at WrestleMania built yeah. uh, built through this. Yes. Him and Big E, maybe. I don't know. Just, just throwing stuff at the wall. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. like, But Kevin Owens will have something really cool to do at WrestleMania. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if Sami Zayn will come back and have something. I heard he's ready to come back as I've well. I've also read that, that he's ready. And maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe that's the finish to the Fastlane match is that Sami Zayn comes back and we reignite. We reignite the ever-ending feud that is Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, hmm. and then that's that's an easy, that's a pretty easy build to WrestleMania, which is only I think three weeks or four weeks from Fastlane. Maybe Sammy. I like I was thinking, you know, the Sam, Sammy fits in nice, like mental, like like with the Daniel Bryan thing. Like to me, yeah. they have this similar, you know, like. I mean, mind you, like Sammy's not coming out talking about you know consumerism and all that and shit. But like, Sammy's got his own like you know Sammy's social very, yeah. socially conscious things going on, and some of which people like to. Um, I think maybe there's a certain mm-hmm. part of the population out there that might roll their eyes at it. Like, you know, I think it's sad they knew that, but, but like yeah, I, you know, like it's uh, you know all oh, goody two shoes or like did you know. Or or we hypocrite, don't wanna, hypocrite or yeah, like, come or on, like, we yeah, don't like, want to be preached to by wrestlers about you know yeah, social like, issues and. So you, you know, think he could align? Sami Zayn could align himself. I can see that, Ryan, and then yeah, because it, like I, I think they think alike. Yeah, I and at some maybe that's just me because I you know in my head, mm-hmm. but they have a very short period of time to make us cheer Kevin Owens in this match because once you do that, and then if Sami Zayn could screw Kevin Owens out of the that. match, that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need to give Kevin Owens something to do. Just a small little thing that I noticed was Kevin Owens came back a little bit more fit, too. So credit to him as well, you know, because I think, like, you know, usually when you're out for an injury, like, you know, you don't always come back, like, tip-top, you know, Mm. sometimes, right? Well, the good ones come back better, Denise. Mm. We always take the opportunity when we're injured to Mm -hmm. come back better. I'm not gonna say bigger because bigger is not necessarily better, but come back better in better shape. Uh, something's changed. Things like update, update your, you know, mm-hmm. like he had a bunch of tats. Kevin Owens did. Did he? Yeah. So like, yeah, update your look, change your look around. Uh, you know, bring some new stuff to your in ring game. You know, that's what I did every time I was out hurt. Speaking, you know. speaking of which, it's worth mentioning since we're talking about Kevin Owens, he used a stunner in the main event of SmackDown Live. Yeah. And Steve Austin has pointed it out. Kev- it's not the first time Kevin Owens has used a stunner, and then Steve Austin has talked to him about it. But that's an interesting thing that that may be his new finish for a minute. Mm. I like the pop up power bomb. What did Austin say I exactly? Don't. You don't? No. Because it's it's first of all, you can't do that to everyone. Number one, and you got to shoot a guy into the like. I mean, there's other ways of going into it, but it's just not. 
I, an ideal finisher for me, but he made it work. Fair. And I think if if he has a pop-up powerbomb and a stunner, because a stunner is a move that looks devastating and mm. anyone can take. Yeah. And that's ultimately what Austin said while showing a gif of his stunner against Sammy or Sammy against Kevin Owens' stunner, but claimed that his was good and then Sa- that yeah. Kevin's is not. Also, good. like how you take the stunner has evolved over the years. Because I remember when when Steve first mm-hmm. remember he first came up with that idea. Like I hadn't we hadn't left for WCW yet. He was still the ringmaster. Mm-hmm. You know, and was like he was talking about it, like, but and we were trying to envision, like, how do you bump on that? How do you sell it? Like, mm-hmm. because like, like it, visually, it just didn't like. You just it, have to show. You have to. It literally... wasn't a thing where like, ooh, that's the aesthetically that move is is just so beautiful. It's just a you know, you, it's a jawbreaker, and it's yeah. all in how it's sold. And and how you get it over. And nobody got it over better. Like, I mean, Austin did an incredible job getting that thing over. But so, it was. It he, guys, he were even, like, even a guy that took it shitty. Like, Vince took it terrible. For a while. But he sold the fuck out of it. Well, you like, know? The, one, the, one, the first time Vince ever took it, and it was one of the first times Vince ever got physical, he took it, and he took it terribly. But he's, like, crappy flopped yeah, on the floor. Yeah, but then he flopped on the floor and, yeah. like, had a seizure, <laughs> and it still worked. The Rock takes it. Probably the best. Yeah. He, Actually, the person that like came in and showed everyone how to take it properly was Scott Hall. Really? In 2002. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how I started taking it after I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. He, he, he took it and he'd go flying, you know? I think I've seen one where The Rock would take it, he'd go flying, he would land on his feet, and then Austin would stun him again. Yeah. Because he was on his feet still. Yeah. I just saw somebody like... Posted a clip of like, you know, DX beating the shit out of. Um... No, it was Austin. Like we were on the ring, and the, like a big cargo net dropped on us, and then like Hunter is like trying to get Austin. <laughs> he's like tripping on the cargo net. He gets the shit beat out of him. We get out of the net, and you know, Kane comes out, <laughs> and you know, I take a stunner from Austin. I bounce right off of the stunner into a choke slam, and uh, it was just oh, crazy. that's so cool. Yeah, and Rock comes out. And Rock is. <laughs> Rock bottom and everyone. It was just, it was insane. We had a good time back then. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much all we have to talk about for today. Did you want to add anything else or uh, we're good? No, uh, that's, I guess that's it for now. That's it for now. I guess, I mean, anything y'all want to add? No, I think we, I think we, we covered, covered it all. Yeah, covered what do you the have going on? Wrestling, yeah. Who me today? Yeah. Oh, well, a lot of Taylor Swift news, but that's like so like not wrestling related. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm all like not wearing a matching outfit. Yeah, you want to talk about the pro- projects you have going on? Well, I'm working on my YouTube channel, basically yeah. still growing that. You know, trying to get as many interviews as possible. Have some stuff. Some have some exciting stuff lined up in Your the next YouTube few months. YouTube channel is. Oh, it is <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Denise Salcedo. I almost forgot my own all YouTube right. channel. I was like, what? All right. Well, I hope everyone stops by and checks out your because you have great interviews. I do. I have some interviews with Garza Jr. I have an interview with Ray Phoenix. I have an interview with J- Jeff Cobb. I have an interview with with a Rocky Romero, and there's yeah. some few other ones. Especially if you're into lucha, all my Expo Lucha interviews are up there. There, those ones have been pretty getting pretty good. A lot of people from Mexico have been commenting, so that's oh, really nice. nice. Yeah, any of them in Espanol? That yeah, they they comment all in Spanish. No, are any of your interviews? Yeah, half more than half of them. I, there's okay. like four English ones, and the rest are in Spanish. Oh yeah. That's good. Steve, what's going on with you, man? Um, you can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Coffins, K-U-F-M-A-N-N. I run um I'm running I'm, I'm involved in a lot of different YouTube pages, including this one right here, youtube.com slash Xbox. Also tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific, 
we've already taped it. We are taught, uh, we pronouns, me, Christy Olson, friend of this show, also Christian Rosenberg and George Ramosa do after 83 weeks where we talk to Eric Bischoff about 83 weeks. That's 5 p.m. Pacific at youtube.com slash 83 weeks. If I tweet the link, I'm probably involved. Oh, right on. <laughs> it would be hey, the easiest way to do it. Hey, Mark. Yes, sir. Tell, uh, tell everyone what you have going. Hey, everyone. Um, you know, Mark sits in there in the, in the booth every week, and he engineers this show. And he's such a, like, we need Mark. Um, but Mark sits back, and he's kind of an unsung hero around here because there are certain weeks we go and we never even hear from mark and and that's pretty selfless of you mark and i want every week for everyone to know what you have going on and and also like you know uh mark's a great worker and like uh like you know engineering stuff all kinds of stuff like if you have projects you know mark donick is your man for that shit so uh mark tell him what you got going on smiling ear to ear in the booth sean thank you very much for that um i i work across a, a couple of different types of podcasts i do a, a, a show with my wife about theme parks uh, i do a wrestling uh podcast with bill hanstock and uh Brandon Taylor, who currently works as Robert Baines on the independent scene. Uh, we call ourselves the Wrestling Professionals, and uh, we have a, a Twitch show that, that features gaming as well as a podcast that we air live on twitch.tv slash wrestlingprofessionals, and it, it's been a lot of fun getting a chance to work with those. I've been working those guys for uh, three, four years at this point, and um, I'm, I've got a bunch of other stuff in the works that I can't necessarily talk about, but it's a lot of stuff in the world of new media and scripted mm -hmm. and, and things like that. It's uh, it's been an absolute. Uh, I, I'm not. This isn't like a goodbye speech or anything. I just <laughs> wanted to say it's been an absolute pleasure working on the show, Sean. And sometimes, yeah, you're as, awesome. As a producer and as somebody who works uh, on this show, sometimes you don't need my input. Like sometimes the conversation is going so well that me going, hey, let's keep talking about this for five more minutes, <laughs> doesn't really make sense. But yeah. um, I, I would I like to offer my opinion when I can. Yeah. So like, oh, uh, like everyone. That's doing some kind of like all the wrestling promoters out there and all the promotions that have their own TV shows and, and all that. Like, you know, Mark's a great guy to, you know, especially if you're <clears throat> especially if you're coming out here, like any of the promotions that have shows like all around. Like, I mean, definitely you guys should be hiring Mark Donica. Thanks for my new resume, Sean. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So and the same goes with Denise and, and Steve here and. And Jimbo, he's uh, he's he's Whew. all set. He's I think. <laughs> <laughs> ah, if you have a thing, you should still call him. See, yeah. what he's see if he can do it. <laughs> so and and for me, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, real quick, um, you know, I usually have an agent handle most of my stuff mm -hmm. and, and that, but you know, there are there are some um, some independent promotions out there. I um, that I know and promoters I know, like you know that. Uh, I just real quick, just if you want to reach out to me about do, and this is strictly for indie promoters, mm -hmm. not like you know if you're doing a convention or anything like that. This is strictly for me to, you know, indie the promoter. really good indie promoters out there and the ones that I know. Like, hit me up uh, directly at Sean Waltman one two three at yahoo dot com, and if I could try to figure out how to do something, you know, uh. You know, work with you guys. I, I definitely love to um, try to do s something this year. Like I want to kind of do, you know. Yeah, you want to make a few because I might have some stuff going on here. Like, uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows you, what what the future brings? But, it but like, I, I do definitely want to get out there and see like all the 
wrestling people that I love. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know yeah. if I did a good job explaining that. No, but. I think you did. It sounds like you want to do more independent bookings than you have. Yeah, and a lot of them don't like to, you know, deal but, with agents. Well, then that's fair. <laughs> and I kind of, like, I... I Agents help a lot when when it comes to me because I'm a terrible I'm terrible at organizing shit like so I mean that's the main reason why but I have them. But you'd rather a promoter deal with you directly? Not necessarily. And then say yes. I'm just willing to do so. Okay. Actually, I'm not. I <laughs> prefer they deal with my agent. But <laughs> well, but what you're but what you're saying is you would rather the promoter send you a date, get a yes or no from you. I'll tell you. Yeah, I can. T- then, I can tell you what I need. To, I can. I can tell you what my my terms are myself. Yes, you can. Yeah. You can handle the broad strokes yeah. with the promoter face to face, make them feel like they actually talk to you and know that you're coming, uh, and then and then they can deal with your agent. Yeah, and we still might not strike a deal, but mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, enough rambling. I think I'm gonna. We're gonna get out of here. Yeah. So I'm going to do, in a little bit, I'm going to do Sam Roberts' podcast. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's always nice to talk to Sam. Love Sam. All right, everyone. I'm done rambling. (laughs) See you right here next week from the beautiful After Buzz TV studios here in North Hollywood, California. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.